monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. And joining me, as always, is the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, things are good. We're, uh, we're back. We're back. I know, we always have long breaks now. Yeah, we do. Well, we have, we know we have responsibilities. We have families. We have... Jobs. Jobs. We have keys. What? We have our own keys. Most people have their own keys. Yeah, most adults. Oh, well, your know, kids sometimes have the keys that they put on a string around their neck. Latchkey kids. Latchkey kids, yeah, latchkey kids. <laughs> we're like latchkey kids. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so, other people who are like us, grown-ups, latchkey kids, that's it. Yep. That, so, is, our, uh, yeah, that is our main demographic. Yeah, that's who we're, that's, this podcast is for you. If you don't have your own keys, if you know, if your parents aren't working late and you have to go home and make the pizza pops. Or just, my favorite, bread and butter. No, I'm not. I wasn't That's a latchkey kid, but I missed out on those latchkey kid moments. Yeah, you really missed out. Yeah, you had a really hard time there with loving parents who were around and present. <laughs> I missed out on the bread and butter for dinner. Yeah, you missed out on the bread and butter for dinner. Or frozen pizza pops. Yeah, well, I mean, I did miss out on those. My, I had a really neglectful bad mother, so we would eat all <laughs> those sorts of things all the nice. time. Nice. You lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, anyway, so like I say, we're back. It has been uh, almost. It has been two months to the day since we watched the movie that we're talking about. Really, tonight. has it been that long? It has been that long. Like we're recording this on June twenty fifth. We watched this on April twenty sixth. Jeez. I have watched thirty six films since this movie. We suck. So I will do my best to remember all of the details and explain and and give the people what they deserve, which is the benefit, of my wisdom. Oh my god. You are so far up your own ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a wonderful place to be. So, uh, without any further ado, He's I should warm. introduce the movie. We watched uh, a little film from uh, smelly. A, little, uh, a little island you may have heard about, Australia. <laughs> it's a prison calling. Uh, we watched The Babadook, which was an Australian... Oh, it's apparently it's Australian-Canadian, so I wonder what that... What does that mean? How could it be both? They're two different places. Maybe it was like a co-production. That's exactly what that means. But anyway, they shot it in Australia. It was released in Australia first. And then it was released uh, in Singapore. Anyway, we watched... Um, so boring. Why do The you... Babadook, directed by Jennifer Kent. Uh, we will get back to discuss it right after we hear the... Tra- oh, so, so breaking news. We have a tweet that just came in. Everyone, we just, have, we just received a tweet. That's what that sound was. And it was uh, just insane. Twitter was a new playing field. Okay, good. Uh, right, back to the podcast... Oh my god. We're gonna listen to the tra- we're gonna listen to the trailer for the Babadook. Where'd you get this? On the shelf. If it's in a word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. A rumbling sound, then three sharp knocks. That's when you'll know he's around. You'll see him if you look. Nothing bad's gonna happen, Sam. Did he think that about my dad before he died? He changed things as they are, that one. 
I promise to protect you if you promise to protect me. Oh my God. Did he hurt anyone? The boy has significant behavioral problems. This monster thing has got to stop, all right? It's just a book. It can't hurt you. Stalking me and my child. You can't get rid of the Baba Dog. You can bring me the boy. You can bring me the boy. You can bring me the boy. Okay, so that was the trailer for the Baba Duke, 2014. So I Jennifer think it Kent. was safe to say that you flipped your lid at the end of this movie. I, I mean, that's a really. I don't like the way you put that. Is it, isn't that an expression? It's an expression. I just think it's very dismissive of what. Because after we watched this, we watched it with some other people, and. I did have a very visceral reaction, and I spent several minutes passionately explaining why this is a terrible fucking movie. And you all had lots of grins and smiles like you have right now, kind of, oh, Joey, but not one of you had anything even resembling a counter-argument, so... Um, I think I think we did I have a really few good don't. points about it. Uh, nope. Anyway, let's explain the movie. Okay, um... This woman named Jennifer Kent uh, just masturbates on the camera for like two hours and then looks at the camera and goes, Love me! And everyone in America does! Fucking terrible. But I don't. um... Alright, so here's the actual uh, synopsis. Uh, There's uh, a woman named Amelia. No, I mean the director is just like masturbating. We're like, look at how good I am at making a movie. Terrible. Oh, I thought you were talking about the actress. The character doesn't masturbate Because the all actress doesn't ties to in one scene. Okay, that wasn't what I was talking about. <laughs> I was just saying that this is a bad movie that thinks that, that has somehow fooled people into thinking it is a good movie. It is the worst script. It is fucking dog shit. Uh, so this troubled widow who's raising her son alone. Uh, the movie goes to great pains to try and show us how he is a troubled young man. Uh, even though nothing he does indicates that he's troubled in any way. Uh, it indicates that he is six, but that's it. Um, Maybe it's just a little sad. Yeah, because his dad died when he was on his way to be had to be born. Not yeah. the dad, the, the baby. Uh, and so basically we watch uh, a woman be a terrible, neglectful, bordering on abusive parent for two hours. Uh, while a monster from a pop-up storybook that showed up at their house starts to terrorize them. But well, then it possesses her. Okay. 
and then we never really get any explanation for that or really have it make sense that that was happening nor does that really fit with what happens towards the end when the monster itself actually manifests as real nothing in this movie adds up at all and the argument I've heard for it is like oh well it's all symbolic of her like her attempt to reconcile and, and deal with her husband's death and her weird feelings of anger almost towards the boy which doesn't make sense because it's not like the boys had anything to do with it well uh, no but it was like her coping with being a single mom and sure I mean we also have all but, the supporting characters in the like movie. not not being well I mean more not being able to cope with being a single mom because she hasn't dealt with her personal issues of her husband dying yeah and here's the thing I'm, I'm totally with you. I understand that that's basically what the movie is supposedly saying. It's all yeah. symbolism for her struggle with grief and how grief is consuming her and making her an un- and, and ruining her relationship with her son and making her a bad mother. All that is fine if the monster is in her head. If the whole movie is a metaphor for her grief and her inability to cope with the loss of a loved one and raise her child at the same time, then yeah. why does the monster really exist and live in their basement at the end? Like... Shaun of the Dead's friend at the end of Shaun of the Dead. You know, I, I, now that I've had more distance from the movie, I do agree with you. I think that it, it could have it. It been, it should have been one or the other. As soon as they literally... For it to yeah. have more consistency, because that inconsistency kind of breaks the... Because that, that could have been a very powerful meaning of her dealing with her, her husband's death... Th- through this monster in quotes. I mean, we could debate how powerful it... I mean... Well, I mean, it would, have, it would have had more impact than it being real. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fairly obvious symbol and, like, it's not like it's clever. Like, oh, yeah, her insecurity and grief is... It's monstrous. Yeah, I get it. It's a monster. That's really I thought the monster clever. looked cool. Yeah, yeah the, the graphic design... The it, scenes... The design of the movie looked good. The, the cinematography The was scenes where good. she's kind of... Having insomnia and watching the TV, yeah. and it's kind of like that old timey the 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 show that comes yeah. on. It's the old timey with the Babadook. It looked cool. Like, in a world where she's losing her mind, it makes sense that those movies or TV shows are coming on her television. Yeah. But when we establish that this is the real world, then that's just stupid. Why is the why are those things on the TV? Why is she, why is her TV showing nothing but like old? Uh, German expressionistic horror films and creepy cartoons from the 20s if she isn't just losing her mind. Okay. And the biggest problem for me in this whole movie we'll, and we, we can talk about the, the cartoons some more in a second if you want but I just want before I forget the biggest problem for me in this movie is the supporting cast and all the other characters. They're pretty weak. They're incredibly weak and they make no sense because she's if we're supposed to be like, oh, she's doing such a bad job because she gets no help from the other people, everybody else in the movie is awful. Like, character, cartoon character evil mustache twirling crazy. Which only makes sense if she's going crazy. Which she isn't, as the movie establishes. So, basically, it just means we have a terrible script, or a good script, that, or a decent script, that the writer changed their mind at the end and fucked up everything they had done before. But, please, let's go back to the cartoons. I was going to say that if it's not in her head, it still would make sense as a supernatural being to be able to manipulate televisions. And we've seen these things in movies hundreds sure, of times. We shouldn't have to come up with excuses for the movie. If the movie can't establish that... I'm like not coming nothing, up with but excuses. But I'm saying that there's nothing in the movie that suggests that. 
that it's supernatural? No, that the, the monster has anything to do with the television. There's nothing that suggests in any way that it's affecting anything other than their house or this woman. Well, the television is part of their home. I guess. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, though. I, I, don't, like I don't think I feel that's like a stretch. you're meeting the movie more than halfway. No, I don't think so. I think that's pretty reasonable. Not in the context of everything else that happens in the movie. It's not internally consistent at all. No, I agree. It's not. But I think that's part. It that right, doesn't but, make but it inconsistent. Not but if it, well, yes, but if it's, if it's not internally consistent, and we get to the end and it has undone a bunch of stuff, then you going back and trying to fit the things in to make it make sense, like you're giving the movie more credit than it deserves by trying to like make things fit. You know what I mean? No, I don't think I'm doing that. I think I just watched, when I was watching the movie, I just went with the flow of it and its inconsistency. But I'm agreeing with you that it was inconsistent. Well, what does that mean, go with the flow of it? With just go with the flow like, of the story. I don't know what that means, though. Like, Explain what you mean by that. I don't know what it means to go with the flow of the story. So just watch it. Be entertained by it. Okay, but... So you're... What is your point then? That the movie isn't good either? Or that it's just entertainment and it isn't good? That's just entertainment. Well, I'm a, I understand how movies work, but like... No, but that I was entertained that. by it. Okay, but if we're talking about it beyond... I mean, like, if, 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 if all we talk about in the show is whether another movie was entertaining, then Pumpkin Carver is the best movie <laughs> you and I have watched on this entire show. No, but I was saying I enjoyed <laughs> watching it at the time, and to me that didn't stick out as being something that was not good or that that didn't make sense in the movie. I mean, of all of the problems in this movie, the cartoons on the TV are, are an incredibly minor one, yes. I definitely agree. I'm actually not sure why we're arguing about it because it really is minor and it wasn't that big of a deal compared to all of the other things that I thought were horrible in this movie. But, uh, yeah, I, I did think that was horrible, but less glaringly so. And, I liked the look of this movie. movie. I thought it looked good. I thought the Babadook looked cool. The Babadook did look cool, but it just it was ultimately hollow and just like frustrating to watch for me. Because I just felt like anything that bought this movie that was impressive or well done was just wasted on an incredibly poorly written and stupidly acted movie. Like I don't like I don't I I will argue the entertainment factor of this too even because. I mean, it, while it is totally subjective whether or not something is entertaining, I don't find it entertaining to watch a small boy be tortured for two hours. And that's what ha- I, that's literally what we watch happen. This poor child being just horribly scarred by this movie. And he doesn't even get any catharsis at the end because she ends up defeating her demons and monsters and he goes out to play in the yard. Like, we, like, we watch... If she's possessed, as you posited, if she's possessed by the thing... So really, she's not going. She's not really experiencing the the horror of her mother trying to murder her. Right? This kid is fucked. No, the kid overcame it. He helped the de- demon come out of his mom. I don't understand how he did that, other than saying like, "No, mommy, you're not a monster." Well, like, he, did, he did. Though he stood there and said that a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, but it, he 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 faced it and he. He helped resolve it. He faced it. his mother. He never even really faced the monster so much as he just faced his evil mother who, from the start of the movie, she goes from just, like, quiet, meek serial killer to full-on crazy mommy dearest serial killer. Either way, she's going to murder this boy. She murdered the dog. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. She did murder the dog. Sad. Yeah, I just like. I thought the pop up book was cool. The pop up, yeah, the art of the pop up book was great. If this movie was just a pop up book that could come <laughs> to my house and I could read it, that'd be great. But within the first 15 minutes of this movie, I desperately wanted the Babadook to kill her and her sister and every other character, and then the boy could go to a nice foster family and live happily <laughs> ever after. I do agree, though. They don't, tried to make the boy creepy and we doing weird things, which weren't weird yeah, at all. Yeah, nothing he did was weird. Yeah. Nothing he did was weird. Like, when he shoves the girl out of the treehouse and she hurts her arm, we're, the movie acts and everyone around us acts like this is Damien. No, this is a child who defended himself against a sociopath who'd been chanting at him that his mother does and father didn't love him and that's why his father is dead because he didn't love him. And he, just, like, I didn't remember the specifics, but yeah. she was being like next level evil she was you know? she wasn't she being... deserved to get pushed out of that yeah, treehouse I would have pushed a little cunt and I'm a grown man that little six year old girl deserved to die and um, she did I don't, I don't think and she I will never forgive die. this movie for that I think that's dramatic dramatic joy she didn't deserve to die I, I, I am yeah she it's probably called, needs comedic effects she, prob- she probably needs a child psychologist no what she actually needs is a decent screenwriter who knows how to write a fucking character let's, about a caricature let's be honest she needs a spanking oh I don't believe in spanking <laughs> I don't either, but there are times when I think a child should get spanked. Which is why you should never spank a child. Because if you only think that it's okay to spank a child sometimes, and presumably that time is while you were angry at a child, that in itself is the best argument I've ever heard against spanking. If the only time you think it's okay to hit a child is when you're mad at them, then yeah, you probably shouldn't be hitting that child. It'd probably make me feel good at the time. I don't think that it would. I've hit another human being before, not a child, but I've punched a person in the face and it doesn't make you feel good. And your hand hurts the next day. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with you about that. Yeah, well, your mother had it coming. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, I think when the movie ended and you had that such, such a strong reaction, I desperately wanted to oh, be I know. Everyone in the room at did. the other end of the yep. spectrum because that's just how I am with you anyway. So, But, you know, it... It really wasn't. That movie didn't stick with me. I'm also me. exaggerating for comedic effect. I haven't thought about this movie in a mu- in weeks. It was terrible, but... You I know. Whatever you were going to say was dumb. Go <laughs> ahead, please. No, no. I'm please. drinking my water now. Okay, then I'll talk some more. Um... So anyway... <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying, Joey. You wanted to love it because I hated it. Because yeah, you but I didn't sense. even... You need a spanking. Thank you. Um, So by the the time the next day came after that movie, I had already forgotten about this movie. It really didn't have any effect on me. The pop-up book looked cool. I think this movie could have been an awesome little short or something. Apparently it was based on a short. Apparently it's based on a short film, so that doesn't surprise me. The Babadook was cool. He sounded cool. The little boy, I liked. The little boy was okay. Babadook. You sound like Stitch. Yeah, That's my best evil voice. Like, I think I would have hated this movie regardless. I also viscerally didn't enjoy it because I really don't find it frightening or effective to just watch a little boy be terrified and, and like, horrifically scarred forever. To me, this was like watching The Human Centipede. Like, I don't find that kind of horror horror. I just found it, like, that's just sadistic garbage and there's no payoff and there's no point to it. I don't know what The Human Centipede is. You don't want to either. I've only seen the South Park episode that... Well, then you know what it is. Oh, is that the, that's what that's it exactly is. Stitch, what it is? The human centipede. Oh. A crazy guy stitches people's mouths on other people's assholes. Ew. And makes a human centipede. 
Oh. Yeah. What? I love that yeah, that's the fucking movie. Anyway, I, I think that I wouldn't have you. been quite so animated. Kyle, animated. I believe, I believe in you. <laughs> I like that episode. I probably wouldn't have been quite so animated in my distaste for it had I not been reading for months that this was like the future of horror and this brilliant psychological well, piece. And of Stephen writing. King said it was the scariest movie. I love Stephen King. Like he has bad taste in movies. Like every time I've read about him talking about good movies, oh. I'm always like, what? Very rarely do I actually agree with him well, on what makes a good horror. It, it scared the dog. Remember Bender was shaking. What did I watch the other night that scared the dog? Something else that wasn't scary. Really? Remember you were there and I was like, what are you, I don't remember, whatever the point, probably like some French film. Oh yeah, the, no, it was making, there's the perfect pitch noise that he was like, was whining. It was a one one of your French films. French films. One of your weird films anyway, that you like to watch. Yeah, I think if I hadn't been reading about how this was this, like brilliant film, I probably would have just been like, oh, that wasn't very good at all. But because I had gone into it expecting something. Like, you remember, remember how I didn't care much for It Follows? It Follows is fucking The Shining compared to this movie. I liked It Follows a lot. Yeah, I mean, the further I get from it, the less I like it, but I mostly just haven't thought about it. And every once in a while I think about this movie and go, oh, glad I never have to watch that again. And after we hit stop on this recording, I'll never have to talk about it again either. And I look forward I to it. I know, you weren't looking forward to doing this podcast. Honestly, like, I felt like we had already done it. Honestly, like, I've never wanted to not talk about a movie more than this fucking movie. This probably isn't one of our better podcasts. Or maybe it's one of the best. I don't know. Maybe it's better when, when I really dislike something. I don't when think I'm so. full of hate. I don't like when you're full of hate. Well, before, I prefer to the... fuck away from me then. I don't have any more repeats of the last Christmas. Um, so in lieu of doing a top five... Which we haven't done in a while. Yeah, we did it last time. Did we? Did. I don't know. It was months ago. You know, um, I'm pretty sure we did. We're going to talk about something that scared us when we were kids? Yes, because this little boy was scared of the Babadook. (laughs) And for good reason, because he was a monster. Nicole, what were you scared of when you were a child? My earliest... Hang on a second. Is this going to be a huge cliche? Am I going to roll my eyes? No. Are you sure? All right, let's hear it. If you roll your eyes at me, I'm I'm going to punch you in the nose. I'm not going to roll my eyes. Let's see it. I'll break your nose again. What are you afraid of? My earliest memory of being afraid was of loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, afraid or like, because all people like get startled by No, it. no. Like the dog like, is afraid of loud noises. I would cry and cry for a long yeah, time. Yeah, because babies don't understand. No, no. I, would, I, this is, I remember this. I wasn't a baby. Well, how old my, you? my dad would mow the lawn outside and I'd be inside crying. <laughs> Okay. My mom tried to take me to Little Mermaid in theaters, and she had to take me out because I was crying because it was too loud. It was boring. <laughs> Little Mermaid's good, but it was too loud. So, I don't know, but is that like a visceral fear? Like you weren't afraid of what was going to happen to you; it just like startled you because it was so. It loud, wasn't just right? startled. Like, it was like the noise would happen and it continued, and I would continue. It wasn't like a startled. It was like. I don't know if that is the same thing though. Like you don't have night you didn't like wake up in the night dreaming about like someone dropping a oh. bag of pots and pans on the floor. Like you weren't afraid of what was gonna happen. I was afraid of loud noises. <laughs> like a lot of dogs get scared when thunder happens, but I don't know if they're pathologically afraid of weather. Okay, well, mine's not that much better. Okay, well, I got another one. Okay, let's hear it. Is it going to be Mine doll? is cliche. Yeah, is it creepy dolls? Because my grandma, no, but my grandma would buy me porcelain dolls, and 
They, I'd keep and them. They'd come to life. Well, no, and I would have dreams, and I still continue to have dreams about creepy porcelain dolls and dolls and stuff. And 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 my mom would always ask me if she wanted me to, if wanted to box them up for me because I was scared. And I said no because then they get angry. So I just had them face down in my closet. <laughs> you were afraid that the dolls would become angry if you put them in a box, but face down on a shelf in the closet, the dolls are fine with. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is okay, I guess. Showing us some basic dignity in here. Okay, that's that's a better one than loud noises. Mine's gonna sound stupid like loud noises until I explain myself. I know what you're gonna say. Wind. I know. I knew you were gonna say wind. But it wasn't just like wind that I was afraid of. I was actually afraid that wind was gonna knock over a large tree or pole or house and kill someone I like or love. I wasn't worried about it killing me. I was never afraid that I was going to die. I was always terrified that I was going to have to witness someone I love being crushed. <laughs> By when? Yeah, I have had... Like, I've never had dreams about dying or being scared of dying. I've always had dreams about other people dying. <laughs> I'm always terrified that I'm going to be forced to watch someone I love die. By wind. That's by wind. Or anything. But wind, it was the original uh, vehicle for the destruction of my family that I feared. So yeah, that's also stupid, but more specific. So you had, you had dreams about wind coming. No, again, not just not wind coming. <laughs> wind coming and resulting in something being blown over and killing someone. I get it. I like get a tree, a home, uh, maybe a telephone pole. Before he said those three. Uh, yeah, those are three things that I was afraid of happening. Maybe wind coming and blowing a cow into someone you love. No, no, that's just silly. That was that would be uh, that's, that does happen in Twister, doesn't it? Yeah, I think something like, like that. It goes by the TV screen or by the well, like our TV screen. <laughs> like it goes by the camera, which makes it go by our screen. Because the TV is the windows to the soul, Nicole. That's what they say. But anything else you're scared of? Um, commitment. <laughs> well, that's not true. We've uh, been together since we were fourteen. Uh, I've been terrified every moment of a baby. Every so, second of every day. Don't be cheesy. I wake up, my butthole puckered, let me tell you. Ew. Why are you talking about <laughs> your butthole? Would you rather butthole? be like flexing and open? Like, Ew. Like goatsy? Joey, oh, why would you bring up goatsy, sweetie? No. I showed her goatsy when we were in junior high. Never was the same. I'm really, I'm not happy right now. <laughs> well, I think goatsy is as good a place as any to leave it, so... Uh, <laughs> That's about all the all we have for you this time. So Babadook was my pick, and what's your pick for next time? See, it feels so dumb. We've already because we announced the, this movie like two episodes ago that we were watching it. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, I we said, didn't. We announced the no, next two. No, nope. you fucking stupid cow! I've got it written on the show notes. Mm, I think you're wrong. You do nothing. You all you do for this show is you show up, you sit there, and you shit on my opinions. That's all you do. I do all the prep work. I do all the post production. And if you ever listen to the show, you can hear how fantastic it sounds. That's because of the post production. Yeah, you can. I, you you really hear the dog drinking water well, that's clearly. Not my fault. I didn't want a dog in the first place. How are you? You love Bender. I got a dog because you wouldn't leave me alone when I was playing video games, and I learned my lesson because I don't play video games anymore. Because <laughs> if I didn't play video games, we wouldn't have a dog. That's right. My life. I have more money. I'd have more you friends. You don't pay for anything for the dog. No, but it but it got you thinking. And it got you thinking that, hey, I want more things. <laughs> you learned that if you whine long enough, I will get you what you want. That's pretty much true. Right. So that's what I mean. It all comes back to the dog. Well, actually, it comes back like seven years earlier than that. <laughs> Nine years. Nine plus five is 14, huh? 
Yeah. So tune in. Anyway, we're watching Oni Baba. Well, I tried to do simple math in my head. That could take a while. Uh, we watched uh, Onibaba by Kaneko Shindo, a film set during a civil war in the 14th century. And I didn't realize this till after we watched it and I read about it, but there's a lot of critical disagreement about whether or not this is a horror film or a period drama or anything like that. But we'll discuss it. And you can hear that next time on the Bride of the Creature podcast. Uh, so until then, I am the Creature Joey G. And I am the Bride. Nicole. Thank you. And we all, you all, your job, our job is to, y'all stay, we should just start a whole thing again. Until next time, I'm the Creature Joey G. Oh, you fucked it up. All right. This is the last time. This okay. time we're going to get it all together. Everybody all ready? Right. Yeah, you Until next time, I'm the Creature Joey G. And I'm the Bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary. Kissy, kissy. How That's what I could this woman ever decide to wed this man.